Um, good evening. Hope you are all doing well. We're starting about 10 lines from the bottom on Samech Chesem Abayz. That was scary for a moment. Samech Chesem Abayz. And we'll be going until four lines from the bottom of Samech Tes Abayz. Uh, very technical uh, Gemara tonight, very quick back and forth answers about different cases of Psulim with Tash Mishamito, with a Kohen, back and forth. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to get to a new Mishnah on the bottom, Samach Testament Aleph as well. Um, still more of the same, a long Mishnah, and then we'll, we'll wrap up at the bottom in the middle of a Sug and pick up and finish the Parakamir Sashem the next night. Um, one scheduling note is that Monday in a week, we're going to be having Dafiomi Monday morning instead of Monday night. Uh, or I can record if that's better, but I'll, we'll try Monday morning. We'll see if that works out. Uh, okay, let's get started. So we're in the middle of a sugya learning about uh, Tashma Shemitah with Psulim. So the Gemara says, 10 lines from the bottom, on Maybe we should say that only when a woman is intimate with someone who has a chiyuv krisus, that's when she should become Pasul. Says the Gemara, no. So we've been we've seen this a number of times. I'm not sure where the etymology came from, but the word havaya is a reference here to kiddushin, someone who is marriageable, but someone who has a chiyu krisus is not marriageable. So that's what we we need it to be the case. Chayve krisus la bnei havaya. So no, it's not only with chayve krisus, but it's specifically our cases of psulim are talking about those who are eligible for marriage. Maybe we should say that if it's marriageable people, well, you can't get married to a guy. You could stand under the canopy and you could write a fake suba and you could do a fake kedushin, but it doesn't count. Uh, on that note, by the way, Ramosha Feinstein has a chuba about a double ring ceremony under the chuba, where the husband gives a ring, and in the super fried communities, they reverse it. Ramosha Feinstein says, you can't do that. Because if you think that her giving the ring to him is an equal to him giving the ring to her, no, it's not a kedushin. Rav Moshe puts it into a funny category. It's not so simple. So we don't do double ring ceremonies. So there are those who uh, wear rings in the community who are men, uh, men in my family. My father wears one, Howard wears one. So that, that's great, but it can't be done under the chuppah, Rav Moshe writes. You can wear, that, wear, wear it afterwards, but you cannot do it under the chuppah. Anyways, with a goy, there's, they're not marriageable anyway. So the Gemara says, Yihachi, five, six lines from the bottom, Samaches Medalov, Yihachi, Maybe there shouldn't be a psulbia with them at all. Because they're not marriageable, says the Gemara. No, they are considered puzzle with Tash Meshemita with a Jewish woman because of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rabbi Shmuel. The nine lo v'kol chavim ve'evet shabo al bas Yisrael ve'al kohenes will be a ship saluha. How do we know that if these two two gentlemen and oved kol chavim and an evet that they uh, are going to passel a kohenes a levia? And a Okonis and Levia. How do we know? Shinemar Ubas Kohen Kisi Almana Ugrusha. Rashi at the bottom helps us understand what's going on. Last Rashi on the page, Mishiyesh. Oh, that's not right. Uh, Rashi, oh yeah, so, well, it's cheating a little, we're going to read, read the last Rashi first, even though the words are on the top of the next page. Rashi says, that she's allowed to eat, uh, she's allowed to eat bread. So what does this mean? When she's in Almanu Grusha, she's allowed to eat truma. Top of Only for people who have Almanus and Gerishin, which is which is Jews. Where they would not be eligible for truma. In other words, they would be psula. So it says the Gemara What about How do we know the Pasuk only says Ubas Kohen? That was, what, that was what the Pasuk says on the bottom. It doesn't say Ubas Kohen, Ubas Levia, Ubas Yisrael. It only says Ubas Kohen, that she's the one. So how, then says the Gemara, how do we know about Levian Yisrael from the Psukim? So says the Gemara, like we saw yesterday on Shabbos, Kedamar Rabbi Abba, Amar Rab, Bas, Ubas. When the Pasuk says, 
Ubas Kohen, the Vav is extra. It's not just Bas, but it's Uvas Hachanami. Rabbi Abba Amar Rav's Russia was elsewhere, but we're applying the same logic here. Hachanami, Bas, Ubas. And who is this like? Kiman. Kirabi Akiva, the Darshe Vave. This is like the Shita of Rabbi Akiva, who darshins the extra letters of Vav. I, the Chachanim, don't darshin the letter Vav. So says the Gemara, don't worry. I feel the Rabbanan, Kula, Uvas. The whole word uvas is extra, and therefore from this pasuk we're able to learn kohenes, levia, and yisraelis who are nivla to an eved or to an akum that they are puzzled. This lechora is lemaisak, and we don't have a base hamikdash, but it should be the case that any woman who has tash mishamita with a goy or with an eved, she would be psula for truma. So in here of Yemen, the the base hamikdash is going to be built, and there's going to be truma tomorrow. Anyone, any woman who has slept with a goy or an eved is absolutely not allowed to have truma. Hard stop, not, no heterim. It seems from the Gemara, very, very categorical. All right, let's continue in the sugya. Maybe ve'ema mishi yeshlo, this is a very nuanced question, and it re- actually requires a lot of research that we don't have time for, but it's a, a subtle question. The Gemara says, maybe we misunderstood the Pasuk. Maybe instead of understanding the ubas koin kisi almanu grusha, the Pasuk that we just quoted on the bottom by Evid and Akum, maybe the parameters are a little different for when she becomes Pasuk. Maybe we should say ve'ema mishi yeshlo almanus v'gerushin ba, a Jew who can create a, a scenario of almanus v'gerushin which is not an Eved. If she doesn't have kids, she can eat truma. But if she does have kids, she can't eat truma. And by, a, by an Eved and Akum, by these Eved and Akum, maybe we would say, because as Rashi highlights over here, uh, Rashi says three lines down, we don't, that, that child, the Tash Meshemit, it's like a, like a behemoth with a guy. We don't, it's not, it's Tash but they're, they're not a Yid, and we treat them, Zirma Susim, Zirma We don't treat it like a real, uh, real Tash Meshemit. So maybe we should say that by the Evan you should be able, you should be able to eat Truma, not like the Drasha. Shema says, no, in Cain, that doesn't make sense. If what you're saying is that the guy, and the Eved who sleep with a woman, who have a child with that woman, that they are allowed to eat truma, then it doesn't make sense with the extra letter of Vav, with Uvas. And you brought in a drasha of Levia and Kohen, well, then it doesn't matter. If what you're saying is that the Tashmash with the Goy is irrelevant, it's Kibahema, and therefore they're allowed to eat truma, then we don't understand the rest of the Pasuk. What's Uvas? So therefore it can't be. Says the Gemara, Ula Rebbe Akiva, we have a side issue here because we've learned earlier in this Masechta that according to Rabbi Akiva, he says to Amar, Ein Kiddushin Tovsin Rabbi Akiva was of the opinion that if there is, um, if there is uh, a chayve lav, and a tash meshemita, which has a chayve lav, it's not, it's not a chiv karis, it's just a regular iso of the raisa, he holds that the kedushin are not tofsin. So let's say that you have a woman who's divorced who wants to marry a kohen. So the way that we paskin in halacha is that the marriage works, but it's aser. Rabbi Kiva holds, no, the mechanics of the marriage don't work. You're, you're sleeping with an, uh, you're both unmarried, but in the same, that, that condition doesn't work. We don't pass in that way. We don't pass in the Rebbe Kiva, but according to him, says the Gemara, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, if you remember from where we started today, that we said it couldn't be people who are Chayve Christus because the, the Pasuk says, and Sihia is Lashon Havaya, which is Lashon of Kedushin. So says Rabbi Akiva, the case that we're talking about where she becomes Psula to a Jew who she's usher to marry, well, then how are they married in the first place? Because Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion that there's no Tvisas Kedushin. It says the Gemara, you're right, you're right. Rabbi Akiva would agree that the Psul is not in the marriage, but rather Kisibayel. The Psul is in the Tash Meshamit, it's not in the Kedushin. It's once they are intimate, that's what makes her puzzle. Says the Gemara, if that's true, why then does the Pasuk say, Almanu Grusha Lamali? If, all, if what you're saying is that the Tash Meshamit is the Gorin, so then why does the Pasuk say that she's an Almana and she can't become an Almana and a Grusha? 
not from not from marriage because Rabbi Akiva says they can't even marry in the first place. The whole marriage is a sham. And that's how it works halachically with a lot of people who think that they're allowed to marry people. You have a person who marries a guy, and I've been in houses where you look on the wall and there's like the ksuba is like half English and like the language is not reflective at all of the halachic process or the ksuba. It's a double-sided ksuba. If, if people knew that the ksuba was a woman's rights, they would never change it. They would never change it. The whole ksuba is about women. It's not about men. It's the even the clothes off my, what woman doesn't want a husband who's going to support? Why would you change the ksuba? Okay, so they change the ksuba. And then it says on the bottom, Reverend so-and-so and Revis and Betsy and all the other people who signed the ksuba. So that, they changed the whole thing. But that kedushin is a zero if the husband's a guy or if the wife's a guy. It's a zero. It's not kedushin, Michlal. Forget about Rabbi Akiva. It's zero, zero kedushin. So Rabbi Akiva says, even if they were Jewish, but it was an Isra Daraisa, it wouldn't be a marriage either. So then Gemara says, why then does it say, Alman Grusha, according to Rabbi Akiva, if it's true that uh, that there's no Tfis as kedushin, so why does the Pasuk say, Alman Grusha, says the Gemara, Alman Lahachmir Leha, Ugrusha Lahakil Leha. The Gemara says, because we have what to learn with possible misunderstandings about Alman and Grusha. <coughs> and by Almana, we have to be Machmer, and by Grusha, we have to be Meka. What does that mean? Vitzricha. Quarter of the way down, Samach Tesmeral. Vitzricha. Diashmin and Almana, had the Torah only said Almana, I would have made a mistake about, uh, about another case. Almana hi dechilesle zera achla mishum dechazi lekuhuna. I might have thought that when it comes to an Almana, where there's less lezera, where she doesn't have children, that she can eat the truma, mishum dechazi lekuhuna, the cholapachos, she's able to marry a coin, not the coin gadol, but she's able to marry a coin. She's technically still eligible. Aval Gerusha, a woman who's divorced is not eligible for any kohanim. That if she doesn't have kids, she can't eat. That's not just not correct. And therefore, we needed to have both. And the and Grusha, if the Pasuk only spoke about Grusha and not, um, and not an almana, so then I might have thought, I might have thought that a Grusha, when there are children, she cannot eat, but an almana, where technically, she, okay, she can't marry the coin gadol, but she can marry a regular coin, a coin hedgehog. I might have thought, that even if she has kids, she can eat, and that she cannot, therefore we need both. So says the Gemara, Okay, got it. Maybe what we should say, based on everything that we've learned so far, what about someone who remarries his wife? So a man is married. So let's do our, our names. Reuven is married to Rachel, and they get divorced. Rachel marries uh, Shimon, and then they get divorced. Not a brother, random person, and then they get divorced. And then they, the couple tries to, to rekindle the old flame, and they remarry again. But but she's Asuratim. You're not allowed to remarry a woman once she's been married to another man. So the Gemara says, maybe we should say that in that case, it's a Psul as well. It's Asur for sure, but it, is it also a Psul for Truma? Says the Gemara, a very interesting answer. Fascinating. Fascinating. So it's a case of Machzer Grushaso. Again, Ruben's married to Rachel. They get divorced. Rachel marries another man in the community. Mutter from Mutter. Then they get divorced. Everything's halachically fine now. And now the original couple, Ruben and Rachel, want to get back together. So it says the Gemara, not allowed to do that. However, it's not a psul because they've already been with one another. Because there was already intimacy between them, because they're already married, that's not Begeder Ish Zar. That's not considered an Ish Zar, and therefore she's still going to be Shaykh to Truma.
Says the Gemara, Ihachi, what about a chalal? De zarhu. There could be a person who's a chalal. They're not a czar. Maybe they've already been married to one another. And the Gemara takes out the word meikara. Maybe lo lifts. So says the Gemara, that's not possible. A chalal has their own soul. Amakra, loy chalal zara ba'amav. Makish zaro lo. We compare the Kohen Gadol to his own child. Mahu pasel, just like the Kohen Gadol would, mahu posel, just like a Kohen Gadol who was a chalal would be posel. Avzaro nami posel. So therefore we can't have any. Uh, any havamina that a halal, even though he's familiar to the woman, would not be a psul. He, of course, is. Maybe we should say that the psul is only from the time, or I should say at least from the starting point of the Kiddushin, says the Gemara, it's oh, that we have to compare the time when the psul kicks in uh, to a Kohen Gadol Baalmana. Ma Kohen Gadol Baalmana Bibia, it's not the Kiddushin, it's Tash as we saw earlier. Af Hai Nami Bibia, the only time the psul kicks in is with Bia. So let's say that you get engaged to this person you're puzzled to, the Kiddushin, Harat Mikudeshesli. That doesn't make the person puzzled. Only Tashmashamita. Okay. Maybe we should say that there's Kedushin and Tashmashamita, and the Psul requires both elements to make someone puzzle, both Kedushin, Harem Kudeshisli, and then Tashmashamita says, No, do me the Kohen Gadol Baalmana. My Kohen Gadol Baalmana would only the Bia alone. In other words, let's say that they had Tashmashamita, uh, an Almana, and a Kohen Gadol, even without Kedushin, the halacha is. That uh, big problem. She's psula. She's uh, psula. So the only thing that makes a person puzzle is the actual tashmashamita, not the halachic engagement, not the halachic marriage, only tashmashamita. Now, all of this, uh, all of today so far, and um, half of what we learned yesterday was all within the first shita in a particular brysa that we were learning on Samaches Medala. Now we're moving on to the next part of that brysa, another shita, which I said yesterday we're going to analyze today, and here we go. We're two-thirds of the way down, and the Gemara says, Yosi Omer. Rabbi Yossi had a different parameter for Psulim. He said, Kol Shazaro Pasel, Posel. It's important to catch the letter differences here. It's Kol Shazaro Pasel. Anyone, had that person had a child, that his child would be Pasel, therefore he himself will be Posel and Bia. Okay, so Ruvain has a child. If Ruvain has a child with this woman and the child would be a puzzle, then he's posel the woman that he sleeps with. That's what his parameters are. And the opposite, and anyone, any child that he would have with this woman, which wouldn't be puzzle, then the woman herself is not going to be psula. Says the Gemara, if we were to go back into yesterday's Brisa on the bottom of Samaches and Aleph and compare and contrast this understanding with what we learned, we would see that the Tanakam and Rabiosi are very similar. So the Gemara says, My Ika Bain Tanakam and Rabiosi. What's the difference between the two Shitas? And the Gemara responds as follows. The difference between the Tanakam and Rabiosi is as follows. Um, Rabbi Yochanan, Mitzri Shani, a Mitzri in the second generation, the Adomi Shani, and someone from Edom in the second generation, Ika Bainaihu. That's the difference between the Tanakam and Rabiosi. Ushneim Lolimduha Elami Koin Gadol And both of them learn from the same source, which is a Koin Gadol who is with an Almana. And here's how the Tanakama understands things. Tanakama Savar as follows. Ma Kohen Gadol Be'almana Shebiyaso Be'avera Uposel Just like a Kohen Gadol when he's with an Almana. The Tash Mishamitas Aser and he passes the Almana. Af Hai here too when it comes to the Mitzri Sheni the Adomi Sheni Nami Posel. However, Verabiosi Savar Ke Kohen Gadol he says yes we absolutely can compare to a Kohen Gadol but not in the same exact way as a Tanakama. Rabiosi says that the, that the, the drasha should be as follows. And drasha is not the right word. The hekish. Ma Kohen Gadol Shizaro Pasol Uposel, just like the Kohen Gadol whose sons are Pasol and who are who are also Posel. Afkol Shizaro Pasol Posel, anyone whose children can be both. They have a double a double edged uh, challenge to them that they are Pasol and they can be Posel. 
what does this exclude, and what is therefore the difference in the Tanakam and Rabbi Lafuke Mitzri Sheni De'ein Zaro Pasal? Because the descendants of a Mitzri are not all Pasal. How do we know that? Because the Pasuk says, Once we get to the third generation of the Mitzrim, no problem, they can marry into Klal Yisrael. I've done verses for people who are Egyptian before. I, at least one side is Egyptian. Now that's if they're a goy. That's if this, if they're a yid, of course that's fine. But if they're a goy, so it doesn't apply now because there's been many generations. But if you have a mitzri and you lived right after Yitzhak Mitzrayim for those first two generations, it's an Isra Daraisa that married the mitzri for two generations. So that's the nafkamina between the Tanakama and Rabbi And that brings us to the third shita from our Brisa that we started with on Shabbos and Samachas Medalev at the two dots, 12 lines from the bottom. Rabshim Ben Gamliel Omer. Anyone with whom you can marry their daughter, then the Kohen could also marry the Almana. Because remember, an Almana is only restricted from a Kohen Gadol, but not from a Kohen Hedyot. How do we understand this? Uh, seem to be very similar. So says the Gemara, Amar Ula, uh, Ula answers, Ger Amoni These three nations are the difference between them. And they also extrapolated their shitas, the shita of Rav Yossi and Rav Shem Ben Gamliel, they learned them out from the same area of halacha as did the previous question between the Tanakam and Rav Yossi, which is from the, um, the Kohen Gadol and an Almana. Last short line on Samach Tesimah, the Gemara says, Rav Yossi Savar, what was his shita? Ma Kohen Gadol be'almana shezaro pasal uposel, that his progeny have that double-edged challenge that they are both pasal and they are going to pasal others. Av kol shezaro pasal posel. The same would be true with uh, with the ger, Amun and Moab. And Rashbag Savar a little bit differently. He says, just like a coin Gadol and an Almana, that all of their children will be Pasal and Posel. And the word Shekol here means to imply both boys and girls. And therefore, anyone who's going to have all the male and female descendants be Pasal and Posel, okay, they'll all be in the same category. But what does that exclude? That's not the same for Ammon and Moab. Why is that? The Ain calls our apostle. Not all genders are restricted from Ammon and Moab. What is the case? Damarmar, Ammoni velo Ammonis. The restriction is on the men of Ammon and not the women. And Moavi velo Moabis. It's very interesting because the story of Lod and his daughters is where Ammon and Moab come from. And the violators were the daughters. It's a little bit uh, strange why the men are being given the consequence, but that's the drush in the Torah. Yeah, right. It's just, it's just shocking because the whole thing started with the daughters. No, that's what I'm saying. But like, right, 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 right. Right. That that is definitely. I've definitely heard that before. I didn't think about that. That's probably what it says here. Also, uh, Rashi doesn't say that, but. Um, but the Pesukim and Chumash do, so. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the end of this first section. If uh, if you want to do a quick Chazara, you can look back at the Brisa that's two-thirds of the way down on Samaches and Aleph, uh, and the pieces should click together very nicely in regards to the Tanakama, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Shem Ben Gamliel, which is what we've just learned over the last plot. So New so Mishnah. I want to ask a, a question. Sure. So it says he's Kosel, so does that mean if he has another wife who is otherwise Okay. It, it, you, you always have to look at whether or not the two people are allowed to marry. Right. There so has to be an iser in the marriage and then a psul. So the first wife is the is the psul, but the second wife is not. The second wife is no, we're not. We're so there are two layers of the Gemara. The, what we've been discussing primarily today is only about an iser to eat truma, is to apostle her right. from truma. But there's another possibility, which is are you also going to apostle them from other Kohanim? 
So that we learned a little bit on Shabbos, that there were two layers with some of the sugyas where that was true. So you have to dig into every case. Is it only a, a limitation in truma, or is it also a limitation in, uh, in, in kahuna? Right, exactly. So then what happens if it's not a coin? Then no problem at all. Then the problem dissolves, because then there's no truma shaila, because you're Yisraelim. Questions goes away. Doesn't make the the marriage mutter necessarily. Right? If you marry a mamzer, so yeah, it might be a problem if you're a kohenus. But it, it, but it, it, the marriage is usher, but you can't become a psul when there's no kohanim involved. It doesn't matter. You might forbid that woman from marrying a woman uh, a kohen down the road. That's possible. Next mishnah, two lines from the bottom. Haones vahamefate, a man who violates a woman or seduces a woman. Vehashote. What's going on with the shote? Take a look at Rashi to lunch from the bottom. Even if they properly fully get married, they have zero impact in regards to the status of truma. Why? Rashi, key line, as we've seen before, because a shote has no das. And because a shote has no das, their marriage is not halachically a marriage. So that's a kind of they're allowed to get married. So if you have an Odis and and a shote, these three categories of people, and if a woman, God forbid, is violated or seduced, she's still allowed to eat truma. If they're not uh, eligible for entering into Klal Yisrael, we'll see cases of that in the Mishnah, then they will pass. What are some of the understandings of these guidelines? So Rashi says that this case of Hare Yisrael, Rashi on the last line says, We're talking about someone in this case. The case of Kate's out here on the last line is talking about someone who's an onus and mufate. He's violating this woman. Says the Gemara, uh, She's allowed to eat the truma. Top of Samach Testament Beis, the Gemara says, Ibra, if she became pregnant, lo sochal. Lo She then should not eat truma. If the child uh, begins to, quote unquote, fall apart or get cut from inside, this is a, what we would refer to in our, in our modern language as a stillborn, a child who is in utero but no longer viable. She reverts back from the Ibra status to the not Ibra status, even though she's okay, she still has to deliver the stillborn, but uh, halachically speaking, she can still eat uh, truma. If the Kohen was the violator and he violated Israel, he's not allowed, she's not allowed to eat truma. Ibra lo sochal. If she's pregnant, she's not allowed to. However, however, Yolda Sochal. Remember, it's a Kohen is the father. He violated a Yisrael, and she's not allowed to eat truma until she has a baby boy. Because what is that baby boy? A Kohen, because her violator was a Kohen. This is all you can connect this to all the relevant uh, things that are going on in the media today. Uh, the Supreme Court, whatever it is, says the Gemara, Nimsa, we find something unique here, which is, Koho shall ben, shall av. The power of the child that's born from the Kohen violating this woman is more powerful than the Kohen himself. Because when the Kohen violated the woman, she could not eat truma. Until the baby was born, then voila, all of a sudden, because her son is a viable living Kohen, now she's allowed to eat truma. So that's why the Mishnah says that the Koach of the ben, uh, again, it's a Kohen who violated a woman because that child is a Kohen, so he revives her capacity to eat truma. Next part of the Mishnah. Ha-eved posel mishum mishum zera. The Eved uh, makes someone puzzle through bia. Ve'eno posel mishum zera, but not as descendants. What does that mean? Ketzad. What's the case? Bas Yisrael Kohen. So you have a Yisrael girl who marries a Kohen. Uh, or Bas Kohen Israel, or the reverse. The Yalda Hemenu Ben, and this one of these couples had a child. The Halacha Ben Shifcha, and the this son he violated a Shifcha. The Yalda Hemenu Ben, and they had a child. Hareza Eved. That child is considered an Eved. Now, in regards to that Eved, Haisa Aim 
Aviv, in regards to this grandchild, the mother of the father, so the father who violated this, so the mother is Bas Yisrael Lekohen. If the if it was the case where the uh, the, the Bas Yisrael was the mother of this violator who slept with this Shivcha, Lo Sochal Betruma. However, Bas Kohen Yisrael, if we're dealing with a Bas Kohen, so then Tochal Betruma. What about the next case, Mamzer Poselumachil? What about a case where the where there's a mamzer? What's the dynamic there? Ketzad. The Gemara says, quarter of the way down, Bas Yisrael, a Kohen, Bas Kohen, Yisrael. Both iterations where the wife is a Yisrael and the husband's a Kohen, or the husband or, or the wife is a Kohen and the husband is a Yisrael. Yalda Himenu Bas, and they had a daughter, Bahalcha Bas, when he says, and she married an Eved, Ola Ovid Kochavim, Rachman Alasan. Somebody marries out. The Yalda Himenu Ben, her is a mamzer. Why is that child a mamzer? We're gonna, we spoke about this already, but it's a bit of a strange scenario, and we're going to discuss in the Gemara what's going on here. Now, anyways, in regards to this case of the mamzer, if the grandmother of this mamzer is a Bas Yisrael married to a Kohen, she's allowed to eat Truma, and Bas Kohen Yisrael, if the mother is a Koheness, then Lo Sochal Truma. What's the next case? Kohen Gadol Pamim Shuposel. There's a very strange scenario where the Kohen Gadol can create a psul for his grandmother. What's that case? Has the Gemara case out. Bas Kohen Yisrael. So a, a Kohenis is married to Yisrael. And they had a daughter. And this daughter, who is a, uh, the daughter of Yisrael, she marries a Kohen. And now this child that she has is a Kohen. She's a Yisrael. Her husband's a Kohen. The child is a Kohen. This child is Roy Leos Kohen Gadol He's fully eligible. Interesting to note, a Kohen has zero impact from his mother's status as a Yisraelis. We don't care. Yisraelis, Levia doesn't matter. A Kohen is purely and exclusively followed by the by the father's tribe as long as uh, as long as the mother is is Jewish says the Gemara under those circumstances when this child is born to a couple where the mother is a Yisraelis and the father is a Kohen he's perfectly eligible for the Kohen Gadol job and Machilas Imo he is able to let his mother eat food because that's fine because it's his mother so a mother can eat on behalf of her child she can eat truma uposel emimo however his grandmother is not allowed um, because she's married to a Yisrael. So the gift of a mother, uh, the mother of a Kohen Gadol, that a Kohen Gadol can make that mother into someone who can eat Shuma, doesn't go up two generations to the grandmother. It only goes up to the mother. This, this grandmother says, Zosomeris, this, normally when we see Zosomeris in the Mishnah, it's like we're going to give a big clout. So no, Zos, this woman, she says, Omeris, uh, don't be like my grandson who doesn't give me truma. <laughs> it's a little slap upside the head. We'll see more in the, about this tomorrow, but that's uh, that's what some of the how the Gemara explains here. Let's uh, dig into the Gemara where the last short line, first of the long line, some of the base says the Gemara. And we have a brisa that reflects the very early parts of our Mishnah. And what is that? So says the Gemara, Ketza, uh, skipped a line, if you have a shote, someone who doesn't have their mental faculties together, someone under the bar mitzvah age, and they got married, um, and, they, and the husbands died. Thank God, this is the extent of the Yibum on the page today. But I think the other stuff's actually harder than Yibum today. So, but the Gemara here says that there's no Yibum when the, when the father has no das. When the father who died had no das, because the whole marriage was the whole construct of marriage. There was midrabanan, so you can't trigger a mitzvah d'oraisa with a marriage that's d'rabanan. If the marriage was valid to begin with, then why why did it take place at all? We have a takana d'rabanan that we allow a katan to get married, and we allow a shota to get married. 
It's a rabbinic construct. It begs a more challenging question of why do we allow Tashma Shamita if the whole marriage is there up on him? That's a good question. But Lemaise, the Chachamim did create an institution. Uh, we've seen this a couple of times that they did create an institution for people to get married when they are Ketan, for sure. And, and as a Shota. I mean, we know, I know, we know grown adults who are halachically speaking Shotim who are married. There's no, no, it, it's all a Takana de Rabbanu. It's perfectly permissible within that frame. But they have no das. So when they die as a husband and their wife falls even to the brother, the whole marriage was a rabbinic construct. So you can't trigger Yibam, which is a dendoraisa, because of a marriage, which is a rabbinic construct. Is there not the if they were always a shokat, or after there was a shok or something and it happened afterwards? It's a crazy tshuva and Igris Moshe about this, where husband and wife were married, the husband was in a coma. Um, but when they would talk to him and ask him questions, they like started to pick up on things like on the monitors, like when he would like wanted to say yes, the monitors were like beep, 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 like he was able to like generate some type of physiological response. And when the answer was no, like there's no response. So the story goes, I don't, I don't remember if I saw the tube inside. So I'm just, I'm quoting this carefully. I'm not hundred percent sure on all the details, but the story goes that Ramosha actually went to the hospital and he watched himself to see how they respond. Is your name X? Is your, it's like, you know, like when they do the polygraphs, they ask you baseline questions. So they did some baseline questions and apparently Ramosha found out that this person had DAS. He just didn't have a goof. He didn't have a body. His body was in a coma and he allowed for a divorce to take place through the monitors just by his, by his mental strength making the monitors change gears so i don't remember what your question was would you ask me <laughs> there's enough for me that he started out oh so in this case he's, is he he has no dos right so that, but he actually did have dos in this case. so that's a little bit different when someone is a that's a big problem so you're you're saying if he ended up having no dos later no because the condition was chalmi doraisa the condition was chalmi doraisa right, so yeah but now she's really trapped because you can't there's no get you can't have a get like that unless this remosha case but uh, Right. So there is this principle in halacha called heter meir rabbanim. It's very, uh, it's not spoken about a lot. What? Heter meir rabbanim is the other way. When I was in Smicha, my one of the Rosh Hashanah signed the heter meir rabbanim for a uh, whatever, whatever the case was. I don't remember the details anymore. Okay, let's continue. Uh, second of the wide lines, halfway down Samach Tesem Abiz, the Gemara quotes a line from our Mishnah where we said, "Kate said, 'Hi Yisrael Shabbal Baskoin Tochal Bechuma Ibra Lo Tochal,' and we said that if she was pregnant, she couldn't eat. Uh, that she couldn't eat. Now, what was interesting is that after Tashmish, you're allowed to eat, but between Tashmish and knowing that you're pregnant, you're allowed. But once you're pregnant, you're not allowed. So the Gemara picks up on that. Kevin de Ibra Lo Tochal. Why don't we say Lechos Shema Ibra? Why don't we say?" That right after Tashmish Amita, that she is in theory pregnant. Okay, it doesn't take a minute, but again, a couple of days later, whatever, however long it takes for, for implantation to take place, says the Gemara, why aren't we concerned in between Tashmish Amita and the knowledge of pregnancy? Why don't we have the same rule? We said that Ibra Lo Socha, that once she's pregnant, she can't eat truma. Why don't why aren't we concerned about the fact that we may not know she's pregnant, but she may be pregnant because they have Tashmish Amita? Why not? Why aren't we concerned about that? After all, don't we have a halacha? We had this halacha by Yibum that we don't allow the couple to get married for three months after the husband dies because she, if she had Tashmashamita during that period of time, she might well be pregnant. We just don't know yet. So, why aren't we concerned that the woman between Tashmashamita and Hukra Ubra, when the baby shows after three months, so why aren't we concerned about that? Why is it that when our Mishnah, uh, that our Gemara on the very bottom line of Samach Tesem when it says that he violated this woman, it says, we should be concerned that she's pregnant. 
So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, four lines into the wide lines, When it comes to Yichus, there we apply this concern of possibly being pregnant even before the recognition of pregnancy. But But when it comes to Achilas Truma, which is not as Chamor, which is not as strict as the world of Yuchsin, so there we don't we don't have to apply the stringency. We'll wait till Hukra Ubra. If she's pregnant at Hukra Ubra three months, great. But prior to them, we're not really concerned about it. All of this would change with the pregnancy test of today, which has such a high level of accuracy, you know, being able to pick up on HCG and urine, whatever the case, we can find out within very, very short times, so way before three months that a woman is pregnant. Says the Gemara, you just said something not true. You said that by truma, we're not choshesh. Ula truma lo that after Tashma Shemitah, but before knowledge of pregnancy, we're not concerned by truma. That's not true. This is your get one hour before I die. What's the halacha? Because we don't know when he's going to die. So because we don't know when he's going to die, because death can happen, God forbid, at any time. So therefore we say, every, every minute is an hour before you die. We don't know when you're going to die. And you're not allowed to have truma. So we see that a chashash does apply by truma. Great question. So the Gemara says, When it comes to Nisuin, when it comes to Nisuin, when it comes to marriage, so then we're very careful about this. And then we would say, we are Choshesh as it relates to the status of pregnancy. So therefore we make somebody wait three months. However, Biznus, remember our mission, it was a case of someone being violated. Biznus, lo Choshesh. And Rashi here, Highlight something that we learned many, many blot ago. Take a look at Rashi, two lines into the wide lines of Al We learned earlier what daf was this on? On daf Lamed Hey. We learned we learned that when a woman is biznus, that she knows how to manipulate her body to not get pregnant. She turns over in a way where the zera doesn't get near the uterus. Pretty risky way to try to not get pregnant, but in this case she was violated. But she knew, she knew after the after the tashma was over, she turned her body in a way. She was misapechet. That's why the Gemara says business lo and that was our Mishnah. That makes perfect sense. Our Mishnah was nus. Our Mishnah was was tashma shemitah. That shouldn't have happened. Says the Gemara, analyzing this answer, that doesn't work either. Are we in fact choshesh that the period of time between tashmash and knowledge of pregnancy that we are choshesh? Really? If there is a bas kohen. She was married, they had Tashma Shemitah, and her husband died immediately. Yeah, she has to wait till nighttime after going to the mikvah because she just had Tashma Shemitah. She's Paleta Sheikh Vazer, so she's not allowed to eat Truma. But once Erev hits, Mutter Bemutter. Uh, so what do we see? Why, why don't we assume she's pregnant? So we see that by Nisu and Murnachoshesh because she just had Tashma Shemitah. We don't assume she's pregnant. That night she can eat already. Amar of Chizda, Toveles Veocheles Adar Boim. Oh, says the Gemara, and this is where a lot of the abortion sugas come up in Shas, but sugas like this. If uh, up until day 40, she can be toveles ve'ocheles. She can, after Tashma Shemitah, she can go to the mikvah, and that night she can eat truma, no problem, up until day 40. And here's the Gemara's svara. And if it would have put in the words, Miman of Shach, it would have been perfect. If really she's not pregnant, then hello, Me'abra, then big deal. Great, perfect, you're allowed to eat truma. However, if in fact she is pregnant, Okay, but up until four days, a fetus has the halachic status of water, in which case eating truma isn't a big deal if she's pregnant because we don't view that as pregnancy until day 40. 
up until day 40, it's my Ba'am of day 40 or 41, however you look at it, day 41 and onwards is considered to be viable pregnancy. And therefore, that's when we should be concerned. So for the first 40 days, Mimanov Shach, she should be allowed to eat Shuma. After day 40, she should not eat Shuma until we know the difference. So that would be the way that this would play out is that after a woman has Tash Pashemita, up until day 40, she can eat Shuma without hesitating. From day 40 until, let's say, three months, until she shows whether or not she's pregnant, so then she cannot have any Shuma. Says the Gemara, Omar if that's true, what you're saying, then I don't understand the rest of the Brysa. That if we find out that in fact a woman is pregnant, then she's then she ruined all the truma that she ate since she got pregnant. And Rashi says she has to pay for it. She has to pay the penalty for eating for eating truma that she should not have eaten. So what do we see from here? Hulk is not the, the day 40 answer is not a good answer because we saw that this Brysa writes, and this is a bias argument to Rubber. What no, day 40 is not a good measure because we see that if retroactively you're pregnant, you've ruined all the truma, you have to pay for it. So what about day zero to day 40? You're not allowed to eat truma. So says the Gemara, when we backtrack, we only backtrack to day 40. So what that means is any truma that she ate between day 41 and day 120, when she finds out, let's say she finds out on day 120, she's pregnant, a hooker, three months, 90 days, right? So let's say by day 90, she finds out so anything between day 41 and 90. If she ate truma then and she turned out to be pregnant, yes, of course she should pay for it. Of course she should. But zero to 40 is my about. Zero to four is my bomb. Um, in our world, but in their world, it was hukra ubra. They waited till she started showing. We didn't know. Someone on my block didn't find out she was pregnant until 37 weeks. She, she didn't, couldn't tell. True, my son. So things happen. I'm just, I'm just saying things happen, but we don't, the, the, back in the day, forget it. They didn't have pregnancy tests. They didn't have anything. It was hooker, uber, or bust. They didn't have any other way of knowing. Certain function stopped happening. That's... So say you're right, but maybe they were nursing and they were misulekas dumb. That's a hundred reasons why a woman can miss her period. Nowadays, too, women uh, on an IUD, for example. So if a woman's on an IUD, uh, then uh, then the odds of her getting pregnant are super low. It's not impossible, but she doesn't have her period. So, okay, they didn't have exactly that back in the day. They had their periods back in the day. They couldn't stop them medicinally like we, but this was how like Ravel Yashiv uh, had a, a whole tube about this, that if a woman's if a woman's period was happening early on, so this was before they had medication. So he had this whole hop that the way that a woman who was ovulating during her menstrual cycle could still get pregnant was he, it was a theoretical idea and they rejected it, is that they insert a tube that meets with the uterus so that the blood of the uterus never touches the walls of the body on its way out. And the Gemara has a drush of biv sarah that you only become a nida if the blood, the dam nida actually touches the vaginal walls. It's a brilliant hop. If a woman was ovulating in a way where they couldn't get her to the mikvah in time, so they'd put in this tube, the blood from the uterus would never touch the walls of the body on the way out. She's never in Nida del Raisa, and then the couple doesn't have to go to the mikvah. So they can, they can have Tashmashimita as long as she's not bleeding, right? You got to make sure the tube is taken out carefully, whatever, all of those details. That was what, what they recommended. That was a way to, that's what they did. Nowadays, we just give them a pill and it dries up the period. It's a whole different ballgame. But 50 years ago, when they were discussing this Shiloh, maybe it was 60 years ago, whatever it was, it was a great uh, theoretical solution. He rejected it himself. And I think the Shiloh was about his own kids because I think one of their kids said, no, no kids or whatever else. Okay. We're going to learn a, a little statement of the Amoraim now, Machlokas Amoraim, and it's going to pull something from our Mishnah that we need to question. Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, Itmar. 
A couple is halachically engaged. Kedushin has taken place, but they're not fully married yet. Unfortunately, they're not following halacha properly, and they have tashmish and mitzvah Now, it doesn't mean that the tashmish was in beishamav. You don't. It's a bad move. You don't like go into the potential father-in-law's house. That's not a good idea. It just means that they were halachically engaged and they had tashmish and Rav Amar Havlad Mamzer. Wow. <laughs> Why is the Vlad of Mamzer? We'll discuss. Yushmuel Amar Havlad Shtuki, a Suffolk Mamzer. Both very extreme shitas. We never would have thought that these were what we're talking about. So then the Rava explains. Why is this happening? Amar Rava, Mistabra Milse de Rav. When is Rav's shita reasonable? That Habala Rusaso, that if a man who is halachically engaged sleeps with his fiance, why is she a Mamzer? That's if she's a Prutza, she sleeps around. Okay, so then the child's a mamzer because we literally don't know who the father is. That's why he's a mamzer. But if this woman was not a prutza, if she was monogamous and only with her husband, then you're right, absolutely. Then we go after the father and then the child is not a mamzer, no problem at all. Where do I get this from? From our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? That we learned in our case that once the Kohen violates a woman, and the child is born a Kohen, then the mother can then eat again. It says, Tochal. So it says the Gemara, hey, what was that case in our Mishnah? Had it been in that case, she was Daima Me'alma, that she was intimate with other people. So then, then we don't know who the father is. And if we don't know who the father is, maybe the father is not a Kohen, in which case the child is not a Kohen, then Yalda Mai Tochal. Why then would the mother be eligible to eat the, the food in our Mishnah when the Kohen violated her? Ella, it must therefore be Lab, it must be Mine Daima. She was only intimate with him, Velo Daima. And she was not a prutza. She was not sleeping around. And then the Gemara says a svara. Umahasam in our Mishnah, Dilahai Isura Ulahai Isura, there was no one who was eligible to really be with her at that point. And there, Basra Didesha Dinanle, and there we treated her as being monogamous, which was Yalda. That's why once the son was born, she could eat chuma because we assume the father was a coin, therefore the son's a coin, therefore the mother can eat chuma. All is well and good. But hacha, in our case of this husband who was intimate with his wife, with his fiance, delahai isura, for people outside of the marriage that's not allowed to be together, but ulahai hetera, and the one who he was intimate with, there will be, though not yet, a heter for them to be together, lokal shakim. All the more so we should follow the father under those circumstances, and therefore the kid's not a bouncer. In other words, Rava is saying that when Rav holds that that's only if that woman was a prutza when we don't know who the uh, father was. I'm sorry, I disagree. Abaye says five lines from the bottom, six lines from the bottom, as follows. Really, I'll tell you. Abaye says, doesn't matter. Even if we assume from, even if we hear from her that she only was intimate with him and that she wasn't intimate with others, no dice. Kid's still a mamzer. Well, that, that's an even bigger question. Why would Abaye say there's mamzerus if we know the father, the husband, was the only one who slept with her, the husband-to-be? Says Abaye, crazy svara. My taima, amrina, and we have a halachic assumption. The fact that she was willing to be mafkir herself, to sleep with the arus, afkira nafshala alma. Once she's willing to be intimate with her fiance, which is halachically problematic, we assume she would do the same thing with other people. That's a bias for her. No monogamy. It's a cultural thing. I don't know exactly where it comes from, but that's what Rabbi says. And therefore, according to Abaye, how in the world do we understand our Mishnah? Because in our Mishnah, 
how would there ever be a case where we can trust who she got pregnant from? So it says the Gemara, The only way it's possible that these two people in our Mishnah, where we say that a man violated a, a woman and her, then she had a child who's a Kohen, the only way we know that kid is a Kohen is if the two of them were locked in the same prison cell. No other possibilities of Tashmash and with other people. Crazy case. Isn't the whole Mishnah like Onus and Mufata? Case is Onus and Mufata. So, I mean, but it seems from the Gemara, your question's great. I was thinking about that when in preparing this as well. It seems from the Gemara that once that happened to her, it has an impact on her in some way. That's what Abaya would say. Rava doesn't hold that way. Rava's, Rava has more of an element of trust that once, once there's a degree of focus of between you know fiance and husband, then everything should be fine. But you're asking a great question. I don't have a good answer for you. I did think about that, and I didn't have time to look it up because I was on an airplane. But um, uh, it's a great question. But that's what the Gemara says, that according to Abaye, we don't trust her. Once she's willing to sleep with her fiancé, we can no longer trust her, and therefore she might not be monogamous, and therefore her kid might not be a Kohen. And therefore the only way that it's possible that this woman and the Kohen could possibly enable her to have truma through that child is if the two of them are locked in the same cell. Otherwise, we have no way of trusting that he's a father. We'll stop right here and pick up with Ika Amre tomorrow night. Wishing you all a beautiful night.